Welcome. We trust you will be encouraged by this message from Mahesh Chavda by Chavda Ministries International. Real love, real people, real power. I'd like for you to turn to 2 Corinthians 6, verse 11. Well, we'll go to verse 14. Uh, I'll read it to you. The Word of God is alive. Say it's alive, active, full of power. So it's always beneficial for us to read the Word of God. When you are alone, when we are together, there is power. Not only in the blood of Jesus, there is power in the Word of God. The Word of God comes alive by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that promise starts vibrating and blessing you. In Jesus' name. And uh, here it says in verse 14, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? By the way, this is a very practical thing. We don't want to uh, try to control anybody's lives. But it's wiser if you I've had to advise young men as they... Uh, choose a bride for themselves and believe me it's wiser to be equally yoked if you are going to when and if God tells you to get married make sure that she's a believer also if you're a believer that she be a believer otherwise there is ongoing problems because there is it's not equal yoking that's part of the meaning I get do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what accord has Christ with Belial or Satan? Or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? Say temple of God. Versus, and, and it's, Temple of God versus idolatry and idols. For you are the temple of the living God. Say, I am the temple of the living God. And then it goes on. As God has said, I will dwell in them, walk among them. I'll be their God. And they shall be my people. So he shall be our God and we shall be his people. Say, I am the temple of the living God. So we have taken some, some time these last few months of examining part of the Apostles' Creed and going a little bit more into detail, not just saying it without any meaning or just repeating some kind of creed without anything applying to, to my life or your life. So... We have been talking about, we said, I believe in the Holy Spirit, the church, universal, the communion of saints, etc. And then we've said that part of the thing about uh, the church, that we looked at Ephesians, and you find in Ephesians almost a wonderful summary of what we are in Jesus Christ. And there is, in Ephesians itself, but it's explained in other uh, scriptures, like 
we read just a moment ago, 2 Corinthians 6, that there are seven pictures of what God's church is. And so you are, corporately together, we are the church of God. And we are part of the body of Christ. So there are seven pictures God, through the Apostle Paul, tells us who we are in reality. And that, therefore, it helps us cooperate with the Holy Spirit as he's molding us and guiding us. So we are, in the, uh, in, especially in the book of Ephesians, we have shared with you some details about you are, in Ephesians 1, 23, that we are the church or the assembly, the ecclesia, the called out ones. We have been called out by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank God he has not left you alone. He did not leave me alone. He worked on my heart so that I am the part of the called out ones. You are, both all of us here who have acknowledged Jesus as your Savior, you were at one time in the kingdom of darkness. Now God has called you out to the kingdom of his Son, to the kingdom of light. We have turned our back on darkness. We are the ecclesia, the called out ones from darkness into light. We are the assembly. And then secondly, the Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 23, we are the body, the body of Christ. Say body. And thirdly, we are his poema or, or workmanship. The most brilliant, awesome work of art in the universe is his church. And it's God's poetry, God's creative ability, and it's epitomized by the brilliance of his work in the church of Jesus Christ. It's one of the ultimate wor works of genius. You. It's hard for us to imagine that, but God is calling us that, and it's the Word of God. Fourthly, he tells us we are also, in Ephesians 2, 19, we are the family, we're the household of God. So God is our Father, Jesus is our elder brother. We are family. Say family. Say I belong. I'm not an orphan. I belong in the family of God. And that's so wonderful. You're not floating around. You have an identity. You belong. And God has claimed you and sent his son to die for you. And fifthly, we are the temple of God. Six, number six, we are the bride of Christ. Number seven, you are the army of the living God. So all these seven factors come together in you and I, as the church of Jesus Christ. So I want to repeat what we read in 2 Corinthians 6. And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? So we are not comfortable. We don't, we are not into idolatry. We are into worshiping Jesus Christ as our Lord, our Savior, and God the Father and God the Holy Spirit, three in one. For you are the temple of the living God. And that's something that we need to realize and take personally. What does it mean, I'm the temple of the living God? And that is 
individually, because we are a temple of the Holy Spirit, and corporately, we are the temple of God. We are where the Lord's presence comes. So we are as living stones, it says. And we are a kingdom of priests and kings. Anyway, when we, how many of you ever had a chance to be in Jerusalem physically? Wave your hand. Yeah, a few of us. But not all of us have had the privilege or the chance to get, go to Jerusalem. It is a wonderful experience. And it, uh, I would recommend that once in your life, if you are able to go on a tour, see Jerusalem. But it's fascinating, the geography of Jerusalem and uh, what everything means. In fact, the most, almost every house is built of Jerusalem stone. And it's really, I mean, strong. And uh, so we see these big stones, small stones, and they make use of them. But to be used and to build a house, that stone is rocky and uh, needs to be refined, needs to be cut and shaped to be part of a building. And we are the temple of God corporately. So it takes a stone. As Bible says, we are living stones. And we need to be willing to allow God, the power of the Holy Spirit, to come to shape us. An architect or a builder can take a stone and says, this is great, this is a firm, but it has to be, applies the chisel, cut off that which is out of shape to make it so it fits in into whatever the house is being built or we can call the temple. So anything that's not shaped uh, and is not willing to be shaped will be thrown away. I don't want to be thrown away. I want to be shaped by God so I can be part of his temple. So part of the, as we take ourselves, that I am, I am part of the body of Christ. Say body. I'm a part of the assembly of God because we have been called out once to be there and to decree. We bind every spirit of drug addiction and drug trafficking over our area where we live. And it's good. You have an authority. But that decreeing is part of what an assembly does. So we are an assembly of God. We are also this ultimate workmanship. We are a work of genius. We are a masterpiece of God. And I'm also, I'm no longer an orphan. I belong. No one can kick me out. Jesus, we, there's a price been paid. The blood of Jesus has bought you. And you're now, no one can take you out. You are not an orphan. You belong. You are part of the family of God. So it requires, when as God shapes us, we are his workmanship. And he wants to shape us. The quality that's required from us then is to have a 
bit of humility. Not say, oh, don't touch me. I am perfect. No one. <laughs> I need to be adjusted here and there. I need to learn disciplines. If I have a choice, I'm not going to go, you know, if I have a choice to go go, 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 go golfing or go to church, I will choose going to church because God has made some adjustments in my life and uh, I am correctable. That's the other thing as being part of the temple of God is I am adjustable. I'm, I, I want to be shaped so I can shape so the builder can put me next to these other stones and I fit in fine. If I'm not correctable and I cannot be a few chips taken off, then I, I will be useless to the divine architect. So I want to be in that way. And of course, all of us would say that the fitted is a good word. I am adjusted in such a way that I fit into God's temple. God's building. And supernaturally, the Bible has told us, you are the temple of the living God. I will dwell in them and work them, walk among them. I'll be their God and they will be my people. So God walks in our midst. We are because we are the corporately, we are the temple of God. And individually, you are a temple. The Bible says you are a temple of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit dwells in you, in me. We, you know, one of the things that always assures me and is fun is that I can pray in the Spirit, pray in tongues. And, uh, and then you find in Stephen's, the one, who, one of the first martyrs in Acts chapter 7, verse 48, he says that the Most High, the living God, does not dwell in man-made temples. So... God does not live in any building made by men. We are the building of God, the supernatural as, as a collective together. And then, for example, it also says in 1 Corinthians 3.10 that the church of Corinth was built by the master builder, an apostle of God. So there was the apostolic or the apostle. They did more than evangelism, for example, is giving the ability, supernatural, a wonderful atmosphere where they bring in the harvest, that souls that are need to come to repentance and receive Christ. But then what do you do with those wonderful stones? They have to be fit together as to be a household of God. So the apostle is called a master builder because he's... He's there, he has got a supernatural gift beyond the evangelistic gift, for example. And uh, we, 1 Corinthians 3.16 says also, Know ye not that you are the temple of God or the dwelling place of God and the Spirit of God dwells in you. So collectively, again, I would say you are, we are the temple of God and individually, you also, as you pray in the Spirit, as you've been filled with the Spirit, you are a, a dwelling place of God's Spirit. So you are a temple of the Holy Spirit. So all believers united together, we are the temple of God. So Apostle asks, do you not know that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit collectively and individually? 
So God, through Jesus Christ, redeemed your body so you would become a temple of the Holy Spirit. So realize and never forget that, that you are a temple of the Holy Spirit. There will be times that there may not be someone right there with you who is a believer, and yet you know that you know you are a believer in Christ. You are not. It has happened to me way back uh, when I was in college even. I could not, my conscience would not allow me to do some things. Uh, others would feel free doing, but I can't because I'm, I'm a temple of the Holy Spirit. So let me go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 16. And it says, Know ye not that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you. So may we be quickened to never leave, leave that consciousness. I am conscious. Con where wherever God places me, for example, there often that when Bonnie and I, we, we used to do that often and we still do, where we see someone there are a couple of policemen that are having dinner. Some, they've just taken a break. But often, or if they are in the military, we, all, we love to be able to pay their bills and surprise them when they're in restaurants saying, uh, the waitress sometimes will tell them, someone else paid, paid for you. And it, I'm glad. Often, we, we love to be anonymous. But it, some of this... I'm not saying that's just because I'm a Christian, but it certainly helps to be a Christian and it makes you, it just molds you to be more like Christ, to have compassion, have love, and have wisdom in certain, what is the wisdom of God in this? We don't just have bad temper. We don't have, we are not gossipers. Certain behaviors change in our lives as we realize we are the temple of God. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And 2 Corinthians 7 says, we have to cleanse ourselves through our faith in Jesus Christ. And His precious blood gives you the ability to be clean. And on the other side, there is filthiness of the flesh. Corruption, if you go, if you get involved in occult involvement, for example, that was often we did a lot of evangelism in our, <clears throat> as we started, especially late 70s, all through the 80s and early 90s, we did a lot of evangelism traveling. And especially ours, uh, grace was quite a bit in Africa, though we ministered in Asia, did crusades uh, in uh, China, in Hong Kong, in uh, Taiwan, in Korea, in Singapore. I remember I was, uh, last weekend we were helping uh, Pastor Dr. Lenny Clark of um, our father's house. That's a church that we have been aligned with. I mean, we have, they have helped us a lot through many years. They invested in blessing our church our, and our outreach. Um, I remember an incident where Dr. Clark, also, 
company me to be a help in our crusades in Taiwan. And I remember in the city of Kaohsiung that uh, as I gave the invitation, one of the things that at first I was in consternation, but a man dressed totally in white, white pajamas, white, uh, uh, like a shirt with long sleeve. He ran up and started doing all these martial arts things, kicking up and down. And, and I said, where am I? I thought I, this was my meeting and this was time of invitation. This is not a martial arts demonstration event. Uh, but uh, I wasn't going to stop him. <laughs> anyway, he kept on doing this thing for a while. And what we found out later was he, he had a terrible uh, habit of alcoholism and it somehow poisoned his body and he had been paralyzed from the neck down. He, would be, he was in hospital and that was his hospital outfit. And they had put him on a stretcher, his, his, his children, and brought him to the meeting, saying, hope, hopeful, hoping he would give his life to Jesus Christ. But as he gave his life to Jesus Christ, the healing power of God zapped him in such a way that he could move. And he was, a, many years back, he was a karate champion in Kaohsiung. And so he wanted to demonstrate, I am well, I am healed. God has healed me. And so that was the reason of his demonstration. Anyway, that was, it's quite, quite fun to see that restoration. Uh, so First Peter, um, let me go to First Peter, First Peter chapter 2. And uh, it tells us, verses 4 and 5, to whom if so be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious, to whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious, you also as living stones are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. You as living stones are built up a spiritual house and a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. So, see, as we praise, as we thank Him, as we worship Him, we are the called out ones. So you are living stones praising God and it's it, through Jesus Christ. And that, that praise is acceptable by the living God. Um, and so in Hosea 6, I don't have, I don't want to take time to explain verses 4 through 6, but the scripture just says, uh, don't be superficial, that the word is affecting me. The word does define me and I, my behavior has changed. If my behavior has not changed, I'm just as bitter or a real, there's a reservoir of anger and all of the junk stuff still in me. I have not changed. And I, I've, whatever I do, I've become a superficial person. And God says, 
God explains to us that whatever correction we had, we are open to be adjusted. We are living stones. And we, the master builder can chisel us this way, that way, so we can fit in into his holy house of praise and worship. Um, God says, I desired mercy and not sacrifice. God is allowing circumstances in our lives to chisel us up as living stones. And one of the main chisels God uses is the Word of God. It says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 onwards, that all Scripture is given by God for inspiration so that we can receive adjustment uh, from the living God. So I am the temple of the living God. I am so glad that God, and that as we brings together, we can join together with other thousands of believers. And uh, all scripture, the Bible tells us, is useful, is profitable. For what? It says, for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And uh, therefore, correct doctrine marks us. Uh, and the master builder says, that stone I can work with. And, and I, I like the word of God because it brings correction in my life, brings instruction. And God says, I can work with that. And, but certain behaviors have to be adjusted. So when we come in the household of faith, um, God molds us. <laughs> Years ago, I remember so clearly, right here, um, we had a conference, and but we had to reserve a couple of spots just out here so that those who were driving our main speakers could park. And so those speakers, we could meet with them up here. And so those, those two places were reserved, two or three and person, a guest came, drove up, and uh, was told by one of the helpers or ushers, said, I'm sorry, this is, we are holding this spot for our speaker tonight. And that person, they've never been to a meeting like ours, I suppose, I don't know. But they were so mad and started, I mean, really saying bad words. <laughs> cussing out the usher. And I looked, I, was, I happened to be out there, and I said, wow, that, that person has never been adjusted, saying, that's not right behavior. Just be gracious, because we are reserving this for the speaker. No, it, <laughs> so that's so just an opportunity to look at our behaviors and make sure that God, above all, is looking at our behavior how we behave towards the poor, how we behave towards those who are needy and need a helping hand. So correction, the, the scripture, all scripture is given by inspiration and it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And the correct doctrine that marks us, God says, okay, this stone I need it for this stone to be rectangular, 
to fit into my plans. And I said, no, I don't want to be rectangular. I want to be octagonal. I want six corners here. I said, no, no, we, we want you to be useful here so we can build the temple of God. Uh, so instruction and training is part of being part of the body of Christ. Um, part of the thing then is, I'll just emphasize one quality that helps define who we are, is that if you have gone through doctrine, correct doctrine, reproof, you can't go around going to sorcerers. I used to, I, we had, uh, we don't do it as often here, though in some backgrounds people still do it. But if you're raised up in Africa, the culture was very open to witch doctors and sorcerers. So we would often find many people in villages have gone to sorcerers to get some help in some area, and they do have evil power. But in the confession of receiving Christ, I would often lead them to renounce every work of witchcraft or sorcery because that's not acceptable. That's part of it. Good teaching. Don't do this. This is not ideal. It'll burden you. And this behavior is acceptable. But I don't go to witch doctors to get a blessing. That's a no-no for me as a believer. So, and one of the final things that I would recommend that as we grow in the te- as being part of the temple of God is that we have been so adjusted that we are our hearts is to serve. When I remember uh, I was requested, and I had just been married to Pastor Bonnie for, I didn't call her Pastor Bonnie at that time, just wondering, <laughs> but anyway. Uh, uh, but we were husband and wife. And then Brother Derek Prince asked, he was starting a fellowship down in South Florida, and would I come and help them get this off the ground and be there and help pastoring that flock? Um, I knew, how do I go? How do I? The best thing I realized was to be there to serve. Now, immediately was put in charge. I remember for all the correspondence that Brother Derek had. I was just a young young minister. I was growing. Well, that was part of my duty to edit every uh, message and every radio program that he had done. I was there as a servant. And it was wonderful. One of my, with the, you know, I would recommend it to every young man growing. If you want to grow in the Word of God, edit all these programs, and the Word just goes in you automatically. So I was serving, but I was blessed myself and in growing in the God's Word and Scripture. So the Lord says in Luke 22, whoever wants to be chief, let him become servant of all. So that's the premier emphasis I would give as I conclude this 
word on being the temp, part of the temple of God and being a temple of the Holy Spirit is one of the big keys of being successful in the walking with the Lord is learn to be servant of all. We are here to serve the living God. Lord, I'm happy to do whatever. And uh, years ago when I was starting out, I would come and wherever I was invited, I would clean their bathrooms of all things. It was, <laughs> Lord adjusted me after a few couple of years. But it didn't matter. I wanted to make sure that the Lord knew I was not thinking too highly of myself. We are servants of the living God. Say, I am a servant of the living God. Because I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. I receive the word of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Say, thank you, Lord. I will choose to serve. I choose correction, instruction, doctrine. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Raise your hands. In fact, stand up, all of us. Just raise your hand. Father, as you see, use each of these, your precious sons and daughters. May they be excellent. May you find them worthy to be part of the temple of God. That they are correctable, they, are, they choose instruction in righteousness. Let your virtue be over each of them. Come Holy Spirit and fill us. Say, come Holy Spirit, fill me in Jesus' name. And may that Spirit come over each of us that we are happy to serve His body, His purpose. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. We hope you enjoyed this message. To order more great resources by Mahesh Javda, visit us at javdaministries.org. For a full catalog of our products, you can call us at 1-800-730-6264. God bless you.